The following is a KPV Media Works production. Choose your fighter. How's it going, guys? This is KB Vitamins Prime back again with another episode of KB Cast. I just want to remind you guys always to watch, uh, excuse me, listen to our, our different podcasts, or we are on different channels, uh, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, excuse me, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. So make sure you check it out. If you're driving on the go, you don't want to see my face, you know, the best way to check it out. And uh, I'm excited today because I have such a cool person in the house today. Uh, she's just, she's just, rocks left and right oh. and i'll let you guys uh find out for yourself this is francie we know her personally as francis but we'll say francie francie how you doing today how's everything i'm doing good i'm doing very good today <laughs> thank you for having me i've been excited we've been in the I talks know. for a while for like a year for, now, it feels for like. a while but like life has has taken over and things yeah. have happened but you know but hey we're here and i'm happy and we get to do this so let's move forward now yeah Tell us about yourself a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, um, simple stuff, the basics. Okay. So I'm born and raised from New York, the Bronx specifically. Um, hey. I currently live in Queens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. BX. BX. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so funny because um, you remember Damon, right? From Be yes. Techie. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. randomly texted me. This is like me veering off but he was like mm. do people from the bronx actually do that all the time like the bx thing and i was like <laughs> yeah and then i sent him yeah. like a whole bunch of pictures that i had from different events where we all did that <laughs> all the time and it was recent um yeah. <laughs> it's just a bronx thing um yes. anyways um i am probably the biggest nerd that you'll meet um I love video games. I recently started skating, so I'm really big into skating. Um, mm. I guess overall, anything that has like a really good community, I'm really d- uh, drawn to it. So mm-hmm. um, I feel like that's where I'm at right now in that. So it's the um, so <laughs> your little world, your little ecosystem, I guess. Um, as, as, a, as a female, right? Uh, you, I'm, I, I, can I say you were into games as since a child, or how did that come about? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I've been into video games since I could remember. Um, my mom, I always say this, like my mom and my grandma were probably the people that got me into video games. I just had them. Like I remember just having a Nintendo and just it appearing one day. Like I don't remember where it came from, but I just mm. had it, um, and I've been into it since forever. Um, and I just, I still have most of my original consoles and they're in really good, uh, shape and I just love them. They really, uh, shaped who I am today and I love them. Like I still play them all the time. Like I, I speed run, uh, the Lion King and Aladdin Ooh, okay. and all like Super Nintendo games and stuff. So you live on the I've dangerous been playing side, for a um so wait a minute so let me let me dive back a bit you are a third generation gamer is that what you're saying Mm -hmm. but my i feel like they didn't really play but they just bought it for me it's like they just knew i would love it um Mm -hmm. my mom played a little bit um but not as much as me like they 
they just had it for me. I just, I don't even remember. The, the first console that I, I know I asked for was the Super Nintendo. And mm. then I picked the PlayStation. Like that was, that was my big, big purchase in my head, I guess. Because I went from yeah. baby games to PlayStation and Resident Evil. Like that was a huge, Ooh. that was a huge year for me. So it was like, do you want to, uh, uh, was it um, Nintendo 64? Or PlayStation, mm. and I chose PlayStation. Well, without giving away a lady's age, like how how old can you can you say you were when you started when you played Resident Evil? Like, or, you know, what grade were you Evil? in? Or like, or what or what that school were you in? Like elementary school. Okay. Elementary right. school. The internet was not a thing. I think mm -hmm. back then. No, so it, I a little would, bit. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe some AOL. Maybe some. You yes, know, not yes. really in the home yet. You know, so. But um, yeah, I, was it scary for you? Probably around. Uh, yes, facts, yes, it was. Yes, Resident Evil was terrifying. Was terrifying, <laughs> and the reason why I actually started playing was, um, my grandmother's best friend. Her like her family would take care of me sometimes, and her son was like my my mom's best friend as well. So, um, he he was like my uncle. He's still like my uncle. He checks up on me all the time, and he had a playstation and he was like finishing up i think resident evil one director's cut and i just mm. remember being at his house super terrified behind him like oh my god this is the scariest <laughs> game i've seen i want it i want it and i remember seeing like a a commercial for resident evil 2 in it because like mm. at the end you could see it and i was just like yeah. blown away by the graphics and everything and i was just terrified of that game <laughs> so is, is that the game that like that cemented you as a gamer you think or were there other games before that i think so yeah because I, I i remember just like making a list and making sure that i needed to get that game um and then like every other game i had was like spice girls rugrats like that's what <laughs> my my family bought me and i'm like no i want right. zombies and blood <laughs> yeah right Holy, you know quote unquote or supposedly girly games you know i want the real stuff i want the action <laughs> You know, um, yeah, I, go ahead, go ahead, I, I, I freaking, no, no, no. Like I, I'm just thinking about it and how, like you were talking about like the internet, it wasn't a thing. So like I would call up my friends to like get the hints and just like, where do I go now? Like, you know, it's like, oh, I love the puzzle part of it, but some of them I was just like, I can't figure this crap out and yeah. I don't want to keep seeing these zombies. So I would call my friends on the phone and they would just like walk me through. <laughs> And I think you played the director's cut, so I think there was some minor changes compared to the, the original release. Uh, nothing crazy. I think it was more graphical and maybe camera angles. Um, yeah, they they said they released that like in between two to like make mm -hmm. up for for just having something come out in the U.S. Right, and that's why they put out director's cut. Um, but I that's like the one that I love. Um, I love two. Two is my favorite, but like one is where what started it all, and I love that game. I, I know uh, most I, of the cutscenes by heart. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really good. Um, are you still a fan of the series today? Yes. Okay. Uh, I I really love the remake. I didn't play three, like remake of three or anything like that. Um, mm -hmm. But there, it's just too scary. Like I like watching people play. Like I get really into it, so I get scared. <laughs> mm. Um, I, I was watching uh, 
when they did uh, I think it was uh two and like the Mr. X and like oh I, I, I I never touched the game, right? Cause, but cause I but I've watched so many uh people play and like all the you know the X gonna give it to you memes that used to have me crying for at least a good two months. They're amazing. Um, I love them. Yeah. <laughs> it's so terrible. It's like you're playing and then this guy just like bursts out of the door or something, kicks the door down. I'm like, oh my God, what the hell? I mean, like you run and it's just like, ah, oh. like. <laughs> I didn't finish was... playing Claire's part at all. Uh-huh. Okay. I didn't finish because her part is mostly X and I was like, no, I'm done. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> no, nah. <laughs> I can't. I, I, I'm chill. I'm good. Um, <laughs> My favorite was five. I liked five for some reason. Something oh, about five, five. was good. Uh, Maybe because I was good at it too. Like I was like, <laughs> I would play it on expert and like get the, the SS ranks and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. um, you know, but something about that game that like, I, I, for me, I, I know if you ask a lot of people who play, you know, the whole series, most people will point to four. I think mm -hmm. uh, as their favorite. So I, I guess five is kind of like a four point five, kind of like they use that, yeah, that you know that uh, system, and. Uh, I guess in, in their minds improved it. So because and plus also because I didn't play a whole lot of four, I played more five than anything. So five was my favorite. I never so. played four. That's like what? I've never played four. Yeah, I didn't have a GameCube, so um you can't someone say that made publicly as a fan. <laughs> <laughs> but I okay, so I played like maybe the first level and mm -hmm. I, I remember playing it and the person I was playing with, with was not Spanish and in it they say like turn around turn like when somebody's chasing you it's like turn mm. around turn around and, and they're telling you stuff in spanish and i'm like why are people screaming stuff at me in spanish he's like that's spanish what are they saying i'm like turn around i'm gonna kill you turn around i'm to the left like they were just screaming stuff out and he was like wow that makes so much sense and they're like kind of helping you go wherever you need to go or something and i was like i have no idea what the hell you're talking about um but we that when that was in college so i played mm -hmm. five with him and that was like the first time co-op was available right because i remember that was right. a big thing for five we played co-op a lot and that was really fun i yeah I that was that. the big job for me the big job was like hey i need help you know mm -hmm. come play with me and it, it, it was just fun it was just fun I, yeah. I never complained about the the control schematic right like it's not i i, I get it it's not ideal you know, especially mm -hmm. if you play like FPSs or something and, you know, range of motion and stuff, but like for, for yeah. its own, like continuum, like I, I, I didn't yeah. problem with it. I didn't, I didn't mind a quick turn button and, you know, just yeah, like it's like you to, need it, that it was, it was stuff. Mm -hmm. you it's like you need it, it so. for Resident Evil. Like I, I enjoyed five too. Like that one I had a lot of fun with. Um, I didn't, what did I play next? I. I always go back, like I always go back to the first one and play the second mm -hmm. one again. Um, I'm like old school, like I really love the older games. Like I always replay them all the time. I think that's where I spend most of my actual gaming time. Mm -hmm. It's like to relive <laughs> older games and stuff and like mm -hmm. get get revenge on games that I didn't beat. So it's just like, you know, it's like, it's still in my heart that like, you know, I got to mm -hmm. this game and stuff like that. And as a matter of fact, recently, um, I, I, I don't know if you know James and Kay and like guys from mm -hmm. the MK community, uh, shock, um, summoning is old, old school guy from the MK community. Uh, we're in a group and we've been challenging each other to beat our, each other's high scores in like old arcade games. And I, and I stream oh, it. That's awesome. So, um, 
I gotta go back now and stream elevator action because James took my house. <laughs> so because this guy's like that such an so old fogey and has like nothing better to do than to get rid of my old scores and stuff. And like so he's he's getting me mad right now. <laughs> I have to go back. But that's just like, you know, stuff that we do on the side, but that's pretty fun. Um yeah, but I usually stream some of that stuff. Um That's awesome. What what are some of your other like game your favorite gaming franchises? You name like two or three. Oh, Halo. Halo for sure. Um, mm. That is probably the game that got me into competitive gaming. Like that. Okay. Re Resident Evil was like the game changer. And then Halo. I played Halo 2 a lot, but Halo mm -hmm. 3 is where like it all changed. And oh, God, I love that game. I love the franchise. I love everything about it. Like I have the books, I have the lore. Wow. Um, okay. I have like. The Halo 3 helmet. I have like so much Halo stuff over here. Like, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Oh my um, God. I, I had the Halo helmet. I think I got the legendary edition yeah. mm -hmm. of Halo 3. Halo 3. Uh, back. Um, I, it was, I, I was late to the dance. Like, I, like, I didn't get an Xbox 360 right away because um, it's life. And um, I ended up getting one. And uh, a new way, especially back in the day, used to have all these crazy deals. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess they had a couple of legendary, uh, uh, legendary setups sitting, uh, sitting around, and I got up a fifty bucks. I was like, "Hell wow. yeah, I get that!" And yeah, and I like, and like, I had the helmet and everything, and like, I just keep all the, the Halo games in it because you go like three or four games inside the helmet and mm -hmm. whatnot. And uh, you know, I had to leave it behind because I was moving and I couldn't carry it. And oh stuff. man, like, oh, uh, so disappointing. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely remember the Halo like setup. Um, I also remember going down to. Um, we had we had a lot a lot of different gaming lounges in the city like especially in the mid 2000s like the mid mm -hmm. to early 2000s and uh, i remember i forget what it was called but there was two places in the east village uh i forget the names now i can't i can't think of it but uh i used to go to these lounges and just have halo 2 setups and we used to go there oh wow and just play halo 2 like you spend like i think it's five dollars for like two hours and nice. it would be like 16 setups hooked up and we would, people would just jump on other setups and we start a new game. It was like eight of us playing, and it was like it was so that's fun. awesome. And then, and then three, while well, it was my favorite Halo game, I was disappointed in not fighting a huge boss at the end. Uh, yeah, but just like running away, which was kind of like, ugh, you know. Was, but that's what started I, it. I feel like right. after that, you did it in every game. Like it just became part of the ending that you had to be on the warthog getting out of something <laughs> getting out of yeah yeah you know, and I, I did it on, on legendary so i was proud of myself right oh my uh, gosh being be the game on legendary and stuff and then it's like you know i wanted to fight a huge boss or something and it's like i'm just yeah. running away and, and so for me it was anticlimactic but I, I do like the game uh the series pretty good i i love master chief i love the whole i love the spartan twos when they started veering off of like that main story i kind of just was like disappointed um because i think the spartan twos are like, probably the best spartans um and uh i like you were talking about like tournaments i ran probably i i started running tournaments for halo because i used to be an ra at my school and college mm -hmm. and we had um we had we had 16 floors or something but because i was on the lower floors i took over the first eight and had an xbox on each floor 
and whoever wanted to jump on could jump on and we had like a huge tournament it was so much fun um my best friend actually won and i think what i gave him was like like a oh my god like an eight gig uh usb drive like it was something really small but like huge back then like he was so excited (laughs) it was like something really tiny uh looking back now but it was so much fun and because everything was like connected you know in the dorms like anybody Mm -hmm. could we could do LAN all the time so that was that was always sick to me um but it was so much fun i hate that they like that like game developers remove that all right like from systems right where you just have yeah everything that has to go for like a central like online gaming service which i think sucks you know it was just uh, yeah i definitely so much i remember like having friends like i had one friend uh i'm in when i was in the bronx he lived on kingsbridge and he literally made a hole in his wall from the living room to the bedroom to connect like multiple systems and different rooms. We had one team in his bedroom and one team in the living room. And we would play Halo, you know, on like on two, on four, it'd be eight of us on four setups. So like each one had a split screen. And wow. So, you know, like, yeah, it was like serious, serious. Like, it was so much fun. Like I miss those days so much. People don't understand like how much fun that kind of stuff is like it's great to go to tournaments and but it was just different when you just did it like on a saturday or like mm. after school or something like it just hits different <laughs> so so that's your like your first foray into like kind of the tournament competitive scene and mm-hmm. you actually in a way a to right so you're like you're, you've created like these tournaments and stuff um mm-hmm. how, how how do you what's the time period between that and then like fighting games or like what what connects those two periods for you okay um so i i became part of the clan that i was a part of which was pms in Mm. 2008 and then i got halo and around that time was when street fighter 4 came out so i was i was always into um street fighter since when i was young um Mm. but when street fighter 4 came out I was playing a lot in my clan. So I was just always talking to other people. And um, because that game became such a big part of my life, I'm like, I need to start my own little team and, you know, in the clan. And we had to like recruit people and do all these things. And it kind of fell apart because I kind of made the FGC in the clan. And then there's too many games. It's like, okay, these people are playing Marvel. We're playing this. We're playing like, it was just too hard to keep it together. So I kind of stopped playing Halo and focused on like, um, just Street Fighter four. Um, and that was like 2000. Yeah. 2009, 2010. And then I moved to California. So I, I'd always lived in New York and I moved to California to follow my dream of working in the video game industry. And it was amazing. And when I was out there, I just got into like watching the live streams and everything from New York. I was like, why didn't I find this stuff when I was there? Like I knew about it, but I wasn't really like into it, you know, like going to events. Um, So when they had the 25th anniversary um, tournament series, the the finale or like the last tournament was in San Francisco and I was living there. So I was like, I gotta go. Like, this is going to be amazing. I was so, like, excited. It was the first time that I actually got to, like, see and meet, um, like, Daigo, um, Infiltration, like, you know, every, like, all the gods. 
Um, and it was just like so cool to be there and watch um, like all the people that you loved playing all their like top games. So it was every like, you know, Street Fighter 2, 3, like everything. And it was so cool. And after that, like after watching, I think I've said this before, but after watching um, Tokido and MOV play Third Strike and like mm. MOV completely demolished him in 18 mm. seconds, I was like, I need to start playing. Like I, that was the moment, it was like in 2012. Um, that was the moment that I was like, I need to start competing. I like Chun-Li, MOV is a beast. Oh my God, I need to do this. So I just was like, I'm gonna enter the next tournament. That's what, like whatever it was, which was NorCal Regionals in okay. April of 2013. So that's that's how I started to get into that. Was that your first major when you entered in FTC? Yeah. That was like how, my how first. How was that like? Terrifying. Terrifying? <laughs> um, well, okay. So so I, I know I, I've been around for a while in committee. Um, and, you know, by your timeline standards, you would have been considered an O-Niner, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. I'm... For sure. <laughs> uh, oh, how was how it like, you know, being a woman? And, and we know, you know, you and I both know that, being honest, how the community isn't always great for uh, in terms of women in the spaces they share in the community so how was that for you going to your first major as a woman you know just like and i think i'm sure it's a big contrast to even i don't know if you've gone to local tournaments before that or did you just kind of throw yourself in the fire that was your first tournament of any kind like what was that overall like experience so, entering into the fray so for so before that so for like um halo stuff it was mlg so there was not many girls me and my team were the only all-girl team there was like you know a couple yeah. of girls in other teams but nothing major nothing sponsored nothing like that but it was terrifying of course um and then i did stuff with raw gameplay i was brought on as like the halo consultant so you know because it was like halo reach and like a whole bunch of halo games were coming out and they wanted to branch mm -hmm. out so i came on to do all of their Halo content. And then I fell in love with it, like the fighting game stuff. And they helped me do, or just like learn everything about Street Fighter 4. Um, and they would take me to local tournaments. So okay. I knew Kramer, um, uh, Kramer. I knew like a whole bunch of random people from the city that did a lot of stuff. Cause I saw them at the local tournaments, like always winning. Um, right. But going to, like NorCal regionals, that was like a different world. It was in the, you know, the West Coast, it was just a lot more pro players, a lot more um, um, players from around the world. It was like completely different from what I was used to in New York. Um, mm. But I just remember walking in and I remember seeing, um, I think Sherry, um, oh my God, Persia, and then one girl behind the registration. And then I was the fourth girl in the room. And I was like, oh, my God. Wow. I, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, you, know, you scan the room and you're like, oh, my God, that's Justin Wong. That's Chris G. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. You know, like, you're just, like, trying to see what's going on. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, my God. Like, I remember just freezing. And um, I had a lot of people come with me, like, that um, wanted to support me. I had a couple of coworkers that were just excited for me to, like, start playing and just competing. So... They were just like you're fine like 
you're good, you know, like whatever. Mm. <laughs> and um, I just remember being really scared to be there, but it wasn't because I was a girl. It was just because it was like, you know, the nerves of just being at a tournament and like, oh my God, I have to right, play against was, people yeah. I don't know. And just like all this stuff. But as I started playing casuals, like it became a little bit easier. And one of the, one of the guys is like, he, I was playing against him and he just looks at me and he was like, I wish my wife was here and she could play and see that you're here playing. Like she would like love this, but you know, she couldn't like, I wish she would be more into it and all this stuff. And he was just like, this is so cool. Keep doing it. And like, that's a lot of the, the comments that I would get. Like I, I haven't had, thank God, knock on wood. Like I haven't had a really bad experience in the FGC since I've started. Um, and I've been to so many tournaments, like, you know, around the world and stuff. And, I've just had a really good experience. It's just scary, you know, like going into right. it, going to play MLG and just video games in general. There is, you know, not a big girl population in it. But for some reason, I always find all the girls that play it and like we have so much fun together. So I uh, I was definitely super scared. But after you just jump in, it's just like, OK, what's the next one? And well, after that, the next one was Evo. Like I went from NorCal Regionals to Evo and I'm nice. not the best player. I'm I'm not very good, but I just like mm -hmm. competing and like being around the community and all that stuff. And it was just like a different kind of feeling. And I just always enjoyed that. Who's your main? Chun. <laughs> Chun Lee for life. Present? For life? Yeah, okay. I, so when I first started playing I, I played on controller and it was so mm. hard to play with Chun. I was just like, I can't do this. Oh my God. I hated playing because I didn't have a fight stick at that time until I started playing with, um, well, in, until I became part of raw gameplay and they would lend, uh, they lent me um, like a Mad Cats, like Marvel three, like one mm. of the original sticks. I love those sticks. Yeah. Um, so I, I started playing and I couldn't play Chun. I was so upset. I'm like, I couldn't play Chun on the fight stick either. So I was like, let me play. Um, so I picked a random character, which was a Buki. So I played mm -hmm. a Buki when I first started playing Street Fighter 4. And then yeah. once I started competing and like playing a lot more, I just picked up Chun. I was like, wow, what, what was I like having an issue with this? I guess I just learned how to do different moves and like plinking and all that stuff. So it was just much easier and I just never looked back. I think once you have to get immersed into it, like you, you just, you know, subconsciously pick up habits. I remember like first returning, I mean, I was always a part of the community for many years, uh, especially locally, I just, I just didn't go out to events. And then like late 2009, when I actually started going out to big events and stuff like that. And um, I remember like returning and playing on a fight stick and I couldn't play on a square game. like. It was an issue that I had, like, I just couldn't play on a square gate mm -hmm. and uh, I had to go make a modification, you know, get an octal gate instead. Yeah. And uh, I, I played on, on an octal gate for many years, which was kind of like a godsend in a way, because uh, this is my pet peeve in tournaments. And I'm sure it'd be, uh, I'm sure there's people that agree. I hate someone I don't know asking me to borrow my stick. Yeah. I hate it. I think it's the worst habit. And they do it on all levels, like new players, pro players. I, I I don't understand pro players. Like you travel miles to compete in a tournament, and you don't have a fight stick. Like, how do you go to a gunfight without a gun? You know that that to me is crazy. 
And uh, I used to like, that was a saving grace for me. I mean, I got to the point where I just thought I'll say no, like, you know, and I, I didn't want to be mean, but it happened so often. Yeah. Um, but one of the saving graces was I would just say, oh, I got a hockey game. They go, oh, you know, and they would just walk away. Like, you know, so. <laughs> it's like, why are you mad? You don't have one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you don't have a stick. Like, you're mad at my octagate. And then I, one day I woke up and I got used to the square gate and I started playing square gate. So uh, I, I get the adjustment you make after a while, um, just being around mm-hmm. the community and, uh, and and being being present and being active. Um, yeah. I, I think it was I, I know <laughs> more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, you practice and stuff. Um, you know, and then I, I buy sticks, right? And then that's a new process mm-hmm. to go back and change the game. So I yeah. guess I just didn't decide not to change it. And then, well, I, I got used to it. So, you know, it works out that way. Um, uh, well, I have a question for you. What is your favorite yes. fight stick? Like, what is your favorite fight stick? My favorite fight stick has probably been like the Mad Cats T2. Like, mm-hmm. uh, those, those are always good. Um, I sometimes I swap them out depending on how I feel. Um, I was playing with a ball bat, oh, the bat, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's an old school. Like I'm a '90s yeah. arcade kid, you know. So mm-hmm. that's that was like it gave me like an old school feel. Um, I I currently use a razor, um, okay. the razor Pantera, uh, which yeah. I think are fine. Um, I think the best stick ever made is the Hori Vulix. Which is like mm-hmm. the huge ones that are like yeah. this big. I know what really you're talking about. They're like my size. And, <laughs> they're like my yeah, height. pretty much. Yeah, like you're right. <laughs> yeah, and um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I always, whenever they release them, I never buy them. And then when I have the money and I want them, they're gone. They're... Right. And mm-hmm. and like I, I see them used on eBay for like seven hundred dollars. I'm, like, I'm not paying seven hundred dollars yeah. for already a four hundred dollar stick. You know, be, with someone's grease hands on them, like, come on, man! Like, I don't <laughs> want to do that. I, yeah. I, when you were talking about like lending people sticks, like I have always, you know, I'd be like, yeah, use my stick. I always had like baby wipes or like dis, um, <laughs> was it like the uh, the Lysol wipes? I always had yeah, that yeah. from like the beginning. I remember, I think I was talking to Dominion or something, and he was like, "That's genius. Why don't more people clean their sticks?" I'm like, "It's disgusting. Yeah, like we it's need disgusting. to clean this stuff." Cause it is it's pretty gross because you don't know like people eat and people do all these other mm-hmm. things and like and, and it gets in all the nooks stick. and crannies like it's gross take apart, yeah you have to take apart your stick and like oh my butt doesn't work i i i remember um uh, i forget his name um uh gun something he comes to like the big events and he used to do mods like he was, he was okay. set up shop the whole weekend and do mods and like i watched him take apart this guy's stick who was like he was crying he just lost a tournament and like a button was working it was like He's like, yo, this is why you lost. And he's like, oh, this gunk wasn't in one button. Ew. And and I was just like, dude, like, were you having like f- five course dinner on your fight stick? Like, that's gross. As you're <laughs> as you're playing, you know, then like, yeah, so. I don't put any food near it. Any like, no, get it. Mm-mm. It's like a no, it's too expensive. <laughs> I, I, I encourage it my when my good friends borrow my fight stick. I'm like, like. You know, if it's not like Steve, which is like my, my best friend, my buddy, like I know, I know he's good. If it's not him, I don't want anyone using my fight stick because it's like, oh my god, I don't know what you're gonna do. Today. Like, I've seen people as soon as they get it, they're like they're pressing the buttons really hard. I'm like, I don't press my own buttons like that. You're breaking my buttons. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with you, man? This is why you don't have fight stick, I guess. You know. Um. 
I I remember the first. So I I started playing on the the Mad Cats TE two, and it was um no, it wasn't Marvel three. It was Marvel two. It was a Marvel two one, and I love that one. Mm-hmm. So when um I started going to gaming events in general, like right before I moved out to get my like dream job, I remember mm-hmm. going to uh pax prime which is pax west now um in like 2010 and they had the 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 chun li they, they had a mad cats boots and they had the chun li stick and i was like oh uh, my the god oh my god i was just like oh my god and it was on sale for 180 dollars, and i was like that is so much mm. money like oh my god i would like the whole week and i was looking at it and i was like damn I can't like I couldn't afford it like I was I was there for work and I was still like mm-hmm. in college and or I had just finished college so I, I didn't have like a job because of the recession and all this stuff so I was like damn I don't really need this but I want it and I remember regretting it like I didn't buy it I didn't buy it hey, there get it. Yeah. and then the same thing happened like when I could afford it when I moved like a year later I had like a really good job I had all this extra money and it was like five hundred dollars and it was an oh, X, was it the Xbox, no, it was a PS3 version. And back oh, then, geez. like, you know, all the tournaments were on Xbox. So like, mm-hmm. I was like, Frick, I do not want to get this to get it modded and to get all this stuff. Yeah. So I was just like, so sad because I really, really wanted that damn stick. And at mm-hmm. my first, was it my first Evo? Yeah. At my first Evo, um, a lot of the other tournaments didn't have like so many vendors. Like they always had that one mm-hmm. person fixing sticks and like right. selling buttons and like shirts but like at evo it's like a different rodeo like there's like everything evo. you can think of so there, at yeah. that evo um it was 2013 i i went and i was like playing with a group of friends and then a random person came up and they had that stick but it was completely custom it was like every all the buttons were blue and yellow instead of like the the normal colors yeah right and yeah. i was like you just bought this and she was like, yeah, there's a booth that's selling them. And I was like, holy, like I, for some reason I didn't like look around or anything. I was just like playing. And I remember running over and the guy was like, we just sold one. I no. Like, God damn it. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, I was so, I almost cried. And then he's like, no, no, no. But I, I have one in Vegas or, or like wherever he was going. Um, mm. But I'll get it to you and I'll send it to you. It'll be like dual modded. 250 i was like yes just send it like it was like including shipping including dual mod. i was like yes 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 please and i still have it and i love that damn stick oh, i like it better it, than so we can see it uh yes hold on yeah yeah Ugh. for those listening i'm asking her to actually green the sticks to can show it to us because like for, i mean she went through hell it seems to get that it's only right that we can see uh you know the fruits of her labor so you know, while she's getting their state member, you know, you can always listen to us on all of our streaming channels. You know, we have it on oh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. And she's back. So we're gonna see Fight Stick. Yes. Yes, that's awesome. You had you you deserved it. You deserved it. Do you still yeah. use it today? No, because I need to mod it and okay. I haven't brought it's so heavy. It's one of the so I like this fight stick because it's heavy. Um, mm. but also just carrying it around. I never, I just never did. And I just, I need to get it modded. I also updated the buttons and the ball top. 
but I fucking hate these buttons. So I stopped playing them because uh, they were so those? like, they're kind of, they're regular Sanwa ones, but they're kind of like, like my finger stick. It's so weird. And it's is because it, they're clear. It's probably because they're the oh. silent ones. I remember like people were upset. I have my, I, so like, I kind of like KPB my original TE stick and, uh, when we started out, like, uh, let it know, you know, we're, we're mostly purple, like it's our team color, but we started mm-hmm. out with orange. I don't know why we did orange. And, uh, it just seemed like a good thing at the time. It was like a, a reddish orange. And so mm-hmm. my stick was like, basically like had the orange buttons, but I bought these silent sandwall buttons. So like you couldn't hear it. Cause I felt like I was playing people, especially in KOF back then who would react to my button pressing. Mm-hmm. And, and I used to hate thing. that. Yeah, so I got these silent, and I love the silent buttons for me. Like, I can just do whatever. Um, but uh, people would, you know, again, try to borrow my stick. And on top of it being an octagon gate, they hated the buttons. They're like, well, why do they like this? Because they be, like, they're silent, so you can't hear them. Like, oh, it was, dumb. Like, yeah. I, I remember um, not with, it was a different stick. I remember um, getting silent, and it was so weird. Like, I need, mm. I need to hear it. Like, it was so weird. Like, I could, I felt like I hit it harder. I hit the buttons oh. harder to hear it. I was like, I can't. This is too weird. Like, I felt like I wasn't doing it right. So, I, I could I can, never. I, I can understand that. that. Mm-hmm. I, I could totally understand that. Like, for me, again, I felt like for some reason, I, I could almost call it they would react to my button pressing. Yeah. And I, I had to find a way. And then I saw these silent buttons. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I'll get these. And it came in orange, mm-hmm. which was my team color at the time, for sure. That's you know a no brainer. So I definitely did that. Now I I want to get like the regular oh crap the regular ones that are just like solid. I just want to get those, mm-hmm. but it looks cute. But then I just stopped using it um, when the P when I got the PS4, I got the the next one up, the next Mad Cat one. But it was just so, so was that big. The PE3? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I, I had okay. I, I had that one. Too. I had the Chung Lee one. I have all these six. Yeah, I had the Chung Lee one. Let me one. bring I it out. I... Let me bring it out. I'm gonna bring it. Okay, out. show off. This is show off, yo. You know, she's going out to get show more sticks. You know, um, if you're listening, <laughs> oh, see, but oh, that one that was also a good one. Yes, we're gonna talk about that when she comes back. Yes. If you didn't hear that, uh, my producer Stephen uh, brought up the the T the the Street Fighter Cross Tekken sticks, which were also dope. Yo, Steve <laughs> brought up an awesome stick too that I forgot that I that was a favorite. And which I one? Which the Street Fighter Cross Tekken sticks? Oh, those were really nice. Yeah, yeah the those big were ones, really those nice. Were, those were great, and I, I I didn't get it again. Situation Wait, when I had the opportunity. One? This one. Wasn't it? Um, um, hold on. It was. I think these were the cross Tekken. Well, this was the first fight stick that's that I got. Yeah, we. Had... <gasps> the the Mad Cats one. The. Yeah. Was it the one that they gave out that was gold? No, was... those were the evil ones that year. You. There was a metal Mad Cats one. That yes, was black. There was a metal that, that was they nice. gave out they gave out the TOs, I think. And um different TOs. They gave in the it community. Out to somebody. Yeah, um, I remember I remember yeah, they gave was, out those. This was the the style of the the Tekken, the cross Tekken. Um, right. There was another one like that the... was like 
a bigger one. It was a bigger one than that. And like yeah. it had like it had like studs, I think, around the sides of it, like um yes. studs. And uh it was a bigger base. And uh you actually can connect it. Like there was a piece that you and you paid twenty bucks for and you connected the two sticks together. Like I guess they were trying mm-hmm. to make this like an arcade. I, I I'm guessing the end goal was to have like a lot of two v two competitive situations for the game. Yeah. And it never came to that. So, um, but they did that. So they had it t- together, and you had the piece that connected. So it was kind of like you're playing side to side. And, stuff. and I wanted one of those so bad. I, and I, I didn't get them. This this one I didn't like it because the buttons are Xbox buttons, so they don't go like other normal sticks. So it's not mm. the same setup. It's very weird. So I had to change everything and I actually had to like switch stuff like inside to make it like yeah. just mm-hmm. match up with the normal one. It was I was like, why did you do that? They were like, oh, because because it's Sanwa, they didn't really like it wasn't a game, so they didn't have to do it. I'm like, that's dumb. Why didn't you just keep this? But whatever. <laughs> this was it was this was my first ever stick and I love this one. And I've had these buttons custom since um going to norcal regionals like i remember that was like the first i was like yes i need to get chun li colors and i love this stick it was just really light like i i like the weight of the t2 fight sticks like i was just so used to it this is really light but i got used to it Um, but those listening to the audio she's showing us the the sanrio hello kitty oh yeah uh uh, cost uh, Street Fighter uh, collaboration stick that came out a while back. So it was a pretty cool. I stick. love that. Yeah, that was. What's funny is most of these sticks, other than the the Chun Li one, have been gifts. Okay. And um, nothing wrong with gifts. It's just really like random. Gifts. Like I got this gift like when they were when they first came out, and they were just like really hard to get. And one of my coworkers just got it for me. So I could use it for the tournament, and I was like, mm. I cried. I was like, "They're so beautiful." Like, what? <laughs> um, and yeah, and then I have. Yes, one. that one. That that's a good stick too. It's that's my least favorite. favorite. It's my least really? favorite. Mm-hmm. I, I hate the I um, the regular Horries, not the huge ones. I hate the regular, the regular VLXs. I didn't like VLX. Yeah, I didn't like Hori sticks either. Um, I I usually have these out, but because I don't I don't have my living room set up that they're. Just- <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm making you go through your collection. <laughs> yeah, she's going through her, her vast collection of. But this one I did get also custom, and they it's the Evo ball top. Nice. And then yes. I I did like Guile and I wanted to learn Guile. So I just mm. got the button of him beat up and charge. Guile's a natural progression being that they're charge characters. So that's mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I liked I'm like I needed to get the two the two beat up versions, but yeah. I think the art is cool and everything and I love that this is just super easy to open because mm. with my other stick, like I loved how easy it was to just open and stuff, but it's just big. Like I couldn't like, fit it into any bag. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh my god. Just... I, I almost got like body cavity searched 
bringing like one of these sticks on. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, um, and I did the right. Okay, the first time I ever traveled with a fight stick was I went to um, travel by plane or fight stick was I went to uh, TFC in 2013. Um, I went to TFC. I took a plane, and uh, I left from LaGuardia, and um, we go and like you know I, I get stopped at you know during uh, the check-in. They're like. Oh, what is this? So, uh, and like this guy like screaming on top of his uncle. I'm like, oh my god, what's in my bag? You know, because it's crazy. People actually might sneak stuff in your bag and stuff, and you, you never, yeah, you know, realize. So I'm thinking like they found a gun and I'm going to jail, and I don't know what happened. And um, there's one guy comes over and he's like, no, nah, no, nah, it's cool, man. It's just a fight stick. There's a bunch of guys like him and coming through the, the gates today. With, like just 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 check it out and scan it, but it's good. And he's like, and he's like, next time you got to take it out of your bag, man. You can't leave it in your bag. I was like, oh, that's it. No one told me. I didn't know you, you couldn't. Yeah, you know, this in your bag. You know, so that was that. And then I remember one time going to Evo in uh, 20, 2016. Yeah, 2016, I went to Evo and uh, leaving out of Newark. And I remember um, they pulled me to the side for like half an hour. Like they, you know, they're like, we have to check that they open it up. They put like powder in my fight stick. And whatever. And like they, they thought it was like a bomb or something. And I'm like, yeah, it's because of all I'm the like, wires. Like, yeah, yeah, and it was like, it was, and I did it right. I took it. It wasn't in a bag. I took it out, you know, to make sure that it was out of the bag by itself, you know. And it's just like, like, oh man, I'm going to jail, you know. Or what's with my fight? But um, <laughs> it, it worked out, you know. I, I just had to get like an air can and like dust it out because it was like crazy. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. So not fun. Yeah, I. Fight sticks. I uh, yeah, that's why like <laughs> I like the small like probably the 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 hello kitty one is probably the best one to travel with i had mm. the panthera but then the like the buttons stopped working so i stopped oh. using that one like i don't know it was weird um but now i have my equinox one and that has become my favorite stick but i would i want to get this one modded so i could use okay. my chun stick because i remember Chris G used this one. I don't know if he still uses it. I remember he had his Chun stick. Oh, he was famous years. for that for, for years. Yeah. yeah. He won like many he, tournaments like with he, that I stick. remember when I saw him with it, I was like, damn, even he has it. Like, I want it. I want this stick. But he he had it for years. Like, that's the only stick that he played on. And I understand. I think he sold it when he was moving to California oh, from New York. Oh, he might have. I think he put it up on, you know, I have him as a friend on Facebook and he put it up. For, for sale, yeah. along with other things that you know he didn't want to carry, um, you know, yeah, that that stick definitely has some some mileage. It's uh, it's uh, yeah. definitely FCC memorabilia. But uh, you mentioned Equinox, which is a great segue into my next part. I know. Tell us about Equinox Gaming and what do you do for Equinox and what are they about? What are they like? Okay. Yeah. Let, um, let me know the details. Okay, so I. Apart from before I start this, I love this stick. Like this is apart is that the from the Kwama Dragon. Yeah, no, Obsidian. This is Obsidian. the Obsidian. Yeah, the yeah she's that, showing like, the Kwamba like, Obsidian. Yeah, she's showing us. Yeah, and it has like really nice custom art, like the ball, everything about it. I love. Like it's just really big. Like I can't carry it, so I have like Yo, the Kwamba. Bag. Can you get me one? Because my team doesn't give me fighting sticks, man. <laughs> I'll Maybe. talk to Emily. We'll see what, what we can do. Um, <laughs> but 
So I knew, so Emily is the, the team owner, her and uh, Tim, and they started Equinox. When was it? Oh my goodness. Um, 2017, I believe. 2018. Mm -hmm. But I had known Emily since I was working for the gaming industry. We, we both did stuff for Ubisoft. Um, she was also uh, an intern um, during the time that I was an intern and we got really close. She used to live in Philly. Like there was not many people that lived in the city or like the area. So whenever you found, especially for me, a girl that lived in like the tri-state kind of like we were all like we became really good friends and we always kept in contact. Um, she did her own thing and, and started doing stuff for, um, oh my God, she was like a team Oh my god, why am I blanking? She was a uh she worked with AJ. Oh, oh my cool, god. Cool, great, cool, cool AJ. Yeah. Great. She did the social media. Yes. yes. I think it was Evil was Genius. it or or um no. What was the next one after Evil? Oh, Genius? um Echo Fox. Yes. So she became a social media manager for for them. And I was like, what you're into fighting games like i had no idea like i i was just like both of my worlds were colliding and i was so excited for mm -hmm. her and like it was so funny because that was her first go into street fighter and like the fgc just like small invitationals so like yeah. she came from a different side of it when like i came from a lot of like you know grassroots and just like a lot of local stuff that's like completely different you know it's a different world from right. like invitationals and like top play and all this stuff um so when she started it she started doing stuff with um tekken she has yeah. like one of the best teams out right now which is crazy and they just have an eye for that and they go for like people that they feel um is just like good people i don't know like they have right. a really good vibe they like i i've loved them and they feel like a family and um all the players also exude that as well so when she wanted to expand she hit me up and she was like hey um you know i have a team and you know like from the start she told me about it and i was like so happy for her and like excited because i thought it was so cool that she wanted to bring like a different side to like the community and like encourage and and like promote and do all these really wonderful things and then she's mm -hmm. like hey do you want to like help out with the street fighter side i have no idea um about what's currently going on and you know i would like for you to like come on the team and just like be that um liaison or whatever so i was like hell yeah of course i'll help out any way i could and and i that that's where it went from there i'm i'm a streamer for them and um i've played competitively but i'm not one of the pro players but they 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 treat me like a pro player <laughs> which that's is important good. Good. Um, so, so they, are you are you like the, the scouting head for the street fighter talent um or or, or, or lend to that kind of yeah i've yeah. i've helped at least one person become part of the team, which I was proud of. Um, okay. But it was it's it's been an awesome like ride to see the team grow and just like how the players have just done amazing and just like it's 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 been a wild ride. So I, I really That's love awesome. being part of the team and what it stands for. And they do a lot of charity work. So whenever we do streaming stuff, because I used to stream a lot more before. I haven't done so much, but whenever they, they're like, Hey, we're going to do this thing for breast cancer or for anything else. Like I always jump on to help 
wherever I can. Awesome. Awesome. Um, what, how, 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 what do you see them doing? Or, or what do you see them doing in the future? I know like we're, we're living in a, in a pandemic world now and things are a lot different. Um, you know, we definitely miss offline events. I, I miss coming around and bothering you whenever I see you, you know, saying something I know, I miss, to you. I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, starting trouble with you when I, and, uh, along with everybody else, that's what I do when I'm not streaming. Um, and how, how have they, you know, like been able to adapt to like this, this new society that we're living in right now, which, you know, to be honest, m may not change for a while. Like, mm -hmm. how, how, how are you guys coping? Well, they've been doing a lot of like online tournaments and uh, reaching out to the community that way and just like keeping that momentum going to like getting new people and just getting more hype around all the stuff that we already love and just doing it in a way that's very like natural and like you can tell that the entire team cares and I think that's very important and just it brings a good the, it brings the good out of the community and you know like it's sometimes it could be toxic and just like you know people complain that's what you see on twitter and you see everywhere but like i feel like our team really brings the good out of people so i just see them continuing to do that hopefully um doing more like in-person events because they wanted to do stuff like that um mm -hmm. we even talked about having a, a sneaker a team sneaker because a lot of us okay. are like sneakerheads on the team, um, but that would be amazing. Oh my god! But um, yeah, it's it's hard to say because it's like you know everything right now in the world is kind of like up in the air, and it's crazy to me. It's gonna be a year that stuff shut down here in the city, mm -hmm. so like it still feels like it's March from last year in my head. So I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people feel like that too. Yeah, in some ways, it, it does feel like there. There was an eerie feeling, I have to say, when this whole thing started. Like, mm -hmm. like we had no idea what tomorrow was going to bring. Um, mm -hmm. I, I honestly felt like the virus, the way it was described and how it took hold of us in the beginning, it was going to kill a lot more people a lot faster. And you know, by the by the grace of whatever, it didn't. And I'm very happy for that. Um, like, but I, I was I was like thinking like dystopian future at this point like people are just going to like disappear to the point where governments are like you know no mm -hmm. longer functioning because of, you know that that's where my mind was going for a while before things got better especially in that that march april time yeah it so. was it was very surreal i remember at the beginning of last year it was just a lot of the the government videos were coming out from like china and just like all that craziness but then you started hearing about disappearances and people started getting sick and like i feel like a weird like group of videos came out i'm like what the hell's going on over there like it felt like something was happening but you didn't know what and then right kobe like the thing with kobe really messed me up i remember right. that and that was Rest like the peace, first kobe. hit that was the first and, and i'm not really a fan of kobe people know mm. me for years i i never really liked the lakers or anything like that but i right. did respect him and everything that you know he is yes, an amazing or yeah he was an amazing player and just like all around person and all that stuff so when that happened i was just like oh my god like it really hit me like re like i remember crying when i found that i was like yo this is like what the hell like oh man it just it just blew me away like really it really did
listen, like I, I totally have a, a rule of thumb, right? When it comes to like news happening, um, I don't know if you remember when Michael Jackson died. Um, when Michael Jackson died, the first outlet to report it was TMZ. And like up yeah. until that point, TMZ was kind of like this joke, definitely tabloid, you know, whatever. You're just making up stuff for hits. Mm-hmm. And they claimed their legitimacy like that day, like when they were the first to report yes, Michael Jackson dying, like hours before any major news outlets did. And mm-hmm. from that point on, like whenever I hear something on TMZ, I'm not, I don't sit, sit home and watch TMZ. Like I don't do anything like that. Like, yeah. But when, when I, when I, when the TMZ article pops up in front of me, like, okay. And there's something serious. I'm like, let me read it. So I remember like that Sunday, like yeah, before the news out of time, the first oh thing God. was a TMZ report of COVID. And I was like, oh man, this, it, 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 I got sick because one, I felt like it shouldn't have been his time. You know, he just retired yeah. from basketball. Um, mm-hmm. Two, TMZ reported it, which to me now you have credibility because you, by hook or crook, you're the first ones with the scoop. Right? Yeah. And I was, just, and I'm like, I'm telling people, and they're like, no, it's not true. Mm-hmm. They didn't even report it on news. I'm like, and it sounds silly to say, but I'm like, listen, TMZ reported it. It's true, <laughs> you know. And <laughs> yeah, I had to say that, you know, because that that was my experience, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was oh, like, I... yeah. That was just like the start of like such a crazy year that still hasn't ended. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like we're still in two thousand, <laughs> two thousand new game plus. You know, oh my, like it was <laughs> it was very surreal. Like in the beginning of the year, it was just like very different for me. Um, I I've been going to Evo since twenty thirteen, and I usually whenever they. Um, have everything go live, which in the past couple of years, they do all of their like, you know, their game lineup, everything in January. So like whenever mm. they did that, I already had all my stuff paid for registered, like I'm on it in January. And early last year, I didn't, I didn't even like care, like, and this was before yeah. all the COVID stuff. Like, I remember mm. by the time the Kobe thing happened, I was like, what I haven't gotten anything for Evo yet. Like what the hell? And they announced all that stuff. And I was just like, it was something in the air that was just like, nah, I'll just wait. Like, I'm glad yeah. I waited, but like, it was just weird. It just felt different for some reason. And the Kobe thing really hit me. Like, it was just like, whoa, like Man. life is very precious. And like, it was just very, very weird. Like it, it gave a, a eerie vibe to the rest of the year. And it is crazy. I think visuals say a lot uh, for me, anyway. And um, I'm I'm old enough to talk about you know 9/11 and what how New York City was at the time. Oh, and I I, yeah. I remember like I, I used to spend a lot of time as a kid in Times Square, um, just going to arcades and stuff. And I remember like the first Tuesday, like a week removed from 9/11, like yeah, just going down to Times Square. And nobody was in the street. Oh, right? yeah. And that was it was so surreal that I honestly didn't even go near the World Trade Center for about four or five years because I, I didn't hear either. About, so I... Yeah, I I hear stories about you can still smell the flesh of people burning from the buildings. Oh my god. Like, yeah, I hear that. So this pandemic comes right. We're in 2020, and like uh, we are both from the Bronx, right? And yeah. I, I make my way just to get out of the house, right? I make my way down to, I live in Westchester County in the Marinette. And um, I, I go down to the Bronx just to like, I need to see something. 
you know, it, it, I've been at home, we've been quarantining, I need to get out, I need air. And to see Fordham Road of the Bronx empty, like in the middle that's of creepy. the day, that's creepy. I, well, I'm born and raised in the Bronx. I've never seen, there, there's more people at night than yes, there the is. Day, you know, and that was just so telling of the world that we're in and what's happening to me. And I, and I could never, like, I, I'm, I'm talking about, I get off the Metro North and I'm on Fordham Road, right by the Best Buy across from, you know, right yeah. by Fordham University. And mm-hmm. nobody's there. Like, you know, the, the, that square the, is like, usually full. Yeah. Yeah. There's nobody, you know, none of the, like, you know, the, 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 what you call it, the guys, um, preaching or whatever, nobody, mm-hmm. nobody's out there doing Yeah. Nothing. There's I'm always like, wow. a bunch of people there. Yeah. There's always chaos. There's always someone being stupid. There's always, it's like, there's nobody. And I was like, wow, this is, this whole thing is real. So yeah, I mean, it, it has definitely been a disruption, but I know we've been able to make most of it in our current situation. And I think like anything else in our human history, you just got to adapt, right. And survive. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what we're, we're built for. That's what we're here for. It's always adapt yeah. and survive the, the different things and challenges that come our way as human beings. So. Yeah, it like it just it's just so surreal that it's already a year later and it feels like nothing's changed. Like nothing, nothing's changed. Very like, little. It's been stuck. Know. It's been stuck in the same loop every day. Groundhog's Day since Groundhouse March. Day. March ninth was when I was sent home from work, or or they mm. recommend. They didn't really say for us to go home. They were just like it's recommended. <laughs> like they didn't send us home, but I was like, I'm going home. I'm out of here. I don't want to be in this. I, I work in education. They had us here an extra week, which sucked. Oh my god! Um, yeah, the Blasio took a lot of heat for that. Um, so, yeah, in the beginning, yeah, that, they they were like, "Oh no, it's not so bad," and mm. nobody knew. Yeah, just, nobody it's, knew. It's, it's just the cold, the flu. You know, like it's rough. But we yeah. here, and we and we made it. You know, I know I, I've I've been fortunate enough not to know anyone that person that has passed away, but I know people who definitely lost people for sure. Yeah, um, same. A ton of that, you know, so I mean, it, you'd be hard pressed not to know someone or at least one person removed from someone that's passed away. At, mm-hmm. at this point, but you know, so. it's crazy, like, um, since I've been doing a lot more skating, and that's why I started skating, because I realized I don't have any outdoor activities <laughs> that I do, mm-hmm. you know, like everything I do is like work online. I play video games. Like I don't really need to be outside and I'm okay with that. Um, but like, as the quarantine got longer and longer, I was like, I need to do something outside before I go crazy. Um, but you meeting know, people you're, you're from totally different... awesome. You're like totally awesome <laughs> with the segues because that was my next thing. We're going to talk about this hobby of yours like this that like you seem like you're a pro now like you've been skating for two days and you're like you're doing spins <laughs> i see your instagram video you're doing like moonwalks and you're like you're jamming and stuff and it's just like tell me about that so yeah now we know that okay. that came out of quarantine <laughs> so um yeah so i'd been really into skating always but i just couldn't skates and just skating and you know hobbies like this are very expensive and I didn't really have much time. I was working full time. I was like traveling, you know, like with the schedule that we had as, you know, people that work production for tournaments, like all your weekends. That's why it was like so weird for me. Like all our weekends by January already booked. Like we already know where we're going to be for most of the year, especially um, like with Bifu. Like he's like, okay, these are the days or whatever. And I would put in my time for work 
So like last year when that didn't really happen, I was just like, mm, okay, I guess it's gonna be different. Um, yeah. So I did, I couldn't justify paying so much money for skates. And um, I had wanted them for a while and they were like super cute, but I'm like, when am I gonna skate? I don't have time. Like you need hmm. time to skate and do all this stuff. So when the quarantine hit, I was just like, I should buy skates and, and like <laughs> I like it was like a really big uptick because everybody was like you know biking um doing yeah. outdoor sports and so there was like a huge boom in that kind of like area so it was really hard to find skates um I ordered some from like directly from the website I did all this research I asked a couple people like is this a good price because it's like 300 bucks for like a lot of these skates like that's a lot of money mm -hmm. especially for just a hobby and i was like damn i don't know like i was going back and forth and then i just took the plunge and i got my skates in july and it literally changed my life like yes it's been such an amazing thing and um meeting people from around the world who are also into skating and are in the same journey so a lot of people have started like instagram accounts and just like TikTok accounts around their their journeys so that's why i post so much um but i met like just through instagram i found a community here in the city called skate aerobics and they're just like freaking amazing they've some of those people have had skates longer than me like longer <laughs> or been skating longer than i've been alive which is yeah. surreal to me but they're just like a new family they're like really a new family and i've been skating so i started skating like outdoors and just like doing my own thing for a couple weeks i found um they were doing an event on the black lives matter mural in brooklyn like they were mm -hmm. they do a lot of community events so they had like free skating lessons on a saturday they had it every couple saturdays and i just went and it was just super fun and like so i didn't know so many people skated like this was like everybody's under underground and everybody's coming out now um, mm -hmm. So I started doing online classes with um, the main teacher, which is Tanya, and she's she's a spitfire. I love that woman. She, uh, I think she's uh, what is it? The she was a boxing champion. She was okay. into uh, like a two time champion. She does um, a lot of community work. She was a corrections officer. Like this woman is tough but one of the most encouraging and loving and sweetest people you you hear her in all my videos almost and she's just like francie you go girl mm -hmm, i love you <laughs> like she's amazing and the whole community is like that and that's what i really love they're so encouraging and like i did the the online classes for a while so we do Zoom. so that was like weird you know skating in my living room and learning to do all this stuff like wearing all of my gear because i think that you know safety is important um, and once everything started like, you know, dying down with like, um, like things were getting better, like back in August, um, she started doing the, the live classes again and she invited me to one of, or I went to one of them and she's like, oh, we're going to do something really cool next week. You should come. And I'm like, oh, okay, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, we're going to be on like good morning America. You should totally come. And I was like, I could barely see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like what? And she's like, yeah, we're doing a special on like skating and they want to interview us and like, I want you to come. And that was like where like kind of it just like skyrocketed because I started going to a lot of their in-person events and like I'm I'm the way I learn, like I need to be around people to do stuff like that. So it just like 
I've leveled up so crazy. And it's just a lot of it is their encouragement. Like so many people, like every time you go to an event, they introduce themselves. They're like, oh, you don't know how to do this trick? I'll teach you. And they just want more people. They just always want more people to play. I mean, to play, to skate and just like, it's so much fun. So, yeah. <laughs> I want to try. It. I want to try. Yeah, it's um, it's amazing. Like you'd love it. It's it's surreal, and I I'm gonna go to the skating rink all the time now. So that's that's my new move, going to the skating rink. So that's that's well, been. We are definitely gonna talk about that in the future, and especially <laughs> as the weather the weather's getting warmer. So we're definitely mm -hmm. gonna want to talk about that. We'll have to revisit my yes, old. Yes, um, yes. I, I I don't know if you if it, it was around. Um, but I don't know if you remember the skate key in the Bronx. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I there remember was, going there. Was there was two of them, right? There was there two of them. Two there of was them. a there was a nice one and a really gangster one <laughs> in the side Bronx. One right? near Gun was it Gunhill Road, right? There was yeah, one yeah, that's the original, that yeah. way and then one in one thirty eighth. I remember that. Yeah, that, they moved that one over there. Yeah, that's when they got bad. When like yeah. it basically like, you know, violence and stuff like that. You know, it's not Yeah, it's because um, of the area. Like that's yeah, a scary the area. area. Mm -hmm. It, it is what it is, you know, but it, it's definitely a, a great hobby from what it sounds like. Seems like you're having tons of fun. I, I, I see your Instagram posts and Facebook and you're, you're having a blast, you know, and you're like, it's, it's so off. much your, your new moves and every time, like, it's like, oh, look at her showing off. She has a new move today. So now she's going to TikTok it. <laughs> <laughs> After this, I actually have a class. I have a class. Yeah, I know. I, I, I don't want to keep you too long, but, you know. Oh, no, of course. Um. Let's talk about Dre and Bifuteki. Um, I know that's how we met, uh, working together yes. and stuff, and like just being friends with Dre. Um, that's you know another guy, a guy I respect totally. Um, one of these days, he's gonna stop messing with me and get on the show, so we can be us. Um, <laughs> um, but um, he's always yeah, busy. like he's he's always <laughs> busy. He's always busy, you know. And then he's kind of not busy, but he's busy. But no, I, I totally get it. He's always busy. Um, like, like, what are your thoughts on him and, like, you know, the work that he does and stuff like that? Um, Dre is one of my best friends. Like, he he has also helped change my life. And it's funny because, so for NorCal Regionals, it was in April. My birthday's in April. So I bought one of his designs because, you know, they used to have all the T-shirts and stuff. So I bought the happy birthday shirt that they used to have that his wife designed and i was like so excited because i was really into marvel back then like even though i love street fighter and i compete in street fighter i freaking love marvel mm -hmm. um that's I everybody watch more the marvel. secret passion for marvel <laughs> yeah i watched marvel 3 probably more than i watched uh street fighter 4 i played a lot but i i mm. watch more marvel so i really wanted the happy birthday shirt and i was like i need to have it for the tournament you know that's gonna be like my sunday shirt and he was actually at the tournament and he was like so excited to see my shirt and he's like oh my god like you bought my shirt you know he just like introduced himself and after that like every tournament he would just say hi and just like ask how i'm doing and like we would um just like catch up and like with the whole beefu techie crew and stuff and mm -hmm. when i came back to new york um we always just kept in contact and he was just like hey you should you know come out to events and like he had the idea of me being a host for a long time like mm. you know how dre is he has stuff going yeah. in his head for like a long time 
and he was just like yeah I have all these ideas for all these really cool things and I want you to be a part of it he knew I had social media background so he's like yeah like I want to do all these things for tournaments and he just brought me on board and it's been like a couple years now and it's just like I've gone to so many like I went to international stuff because of him and just like the Mm -hmm. team and just like the it's another another family like the Bifuteki and um like you you guys are also part of that family so it's just like always nice to go to these events and just like you feel like it's home and it's funny because like we uh we we hung out like a couple weeks ago with Julian as well and we we like took a trip to like massachusetts or something and we we're just like this oh, is, yeah. this feels like going to a tournament <laughs> and like we we had like because we always go to like cracker barrel and like we have like our, our things that we always did when going to a tournament so we just did that mm-hmm. we were so bored we we're like we need to go to a tournament we miss this <laughs> um, i think we've, but... we've met up a couple of times together like you know we would travel and there's hey we'll meet you guys there and like we'll uh-huh all, always at a diner and stuff like that like right always after at a diner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like i miss i, I miss that so ahead. much I, I definitely like uh, working with, with you guys for um, Game Over in the Dominican Republic uh, back in 2019. That amazing. That was a fun time. That was, that was good. Uh, some, he- you know, headaches, you know, whatever comes on with the territory of streaming and getting that together. Yeah. But, you know, we made it work. It you was... know. I, I ate so much chicharron that weekend. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I, I think every day I had at least one order. I think back. we did, too. We did, too. <laughs> um, that was probably one of my top tournament experiences and i i think you could agree too like just overall the team the atmosphere the look everything was just like it just flowed everything just was so right yeah the community was like it just blew me away and how like welcoming they were how Mm -hmm. like everything everything was just amazing like i was like damn i want to come back like this this was this is what i needed this is i feel like a lot of people that went to that tournament were really excited and just like we needed this recharge we needed it so i was very sad that we couldn't go this year oh very sad can't do a lot this year but hopefully things will get back to to normal and you know we can have our you know shenanigans again and have a good time and you know get back to doing what we love. I think we missed that. Mm-hmm. Well, I th- we're still doing it. We're just doing it. In we a are. Different we're just way. doing it uh, in a different way. Yeah. It was just not yeah. as fun. It's, just, it's better no. than not doing nothing. You know, I know it's, it's, it's very weird. Like not seeing my, you know, Evo was like a big, big thing for me. Cause like, you know, there's a lot of friends that we used to see going to big E events or like East coast events. But like, when you go to Evo, right. you see everybody. So everybody. I really you see people that you don't I, see I often. Like, that. You know, I, I get to see the West Coast gang. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, I miss that. That's there, like so. one thing I missed. I was like, damn, like, I don't get to see the friends. Like, you know, I still do a lot of video calls and just like, all, even, you know, it's not, it's not the same. Like you want to go same. eat no. with someone and just like chill and you do know, all laugh this and stuff. Hang out. But... Yeah. Party, you know. Yeah. Uh, Play Street Fighter soon. for hours. Soon, soon. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get back to that eventually. I'm, I'm sure of it. I know, you know the first tournament the, back is right gonna thing. be crazy. That's what I keep thinking packed. about. I keep thinking that the first tournament that's actually gonna allow it to function in some capacity is gonna be like packed. I think people are gonna want to mm-hmm. just come out and stuff and just like have a good time again. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. 
I'm excited. I, I can't wait for that moment to just like see everyone. And I, I can't, I can't even say be normal. Cause like, this is the new norm, you know, this is it. This is the new norm. Yeah, we're not going back or moving forward. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's what I keep telling mm -hmm. people like, yeah, I want things back. You don't really want things back the way it was. Things happen for a reason. We adjust yeah. and we move forward. So I think that's what we eventually want to do. Um, that being said, looking forward, like you have any projects coming up, any, anything you get, you get involved in that you can talk about, uh, um, anything exciting and in and out of gaming that you can talk about. For, for, so I've been working, I'm trying to do a couple things for myself, like project wise, I'm starting a podcast with a friend that we've been talking about for years and it's going to be like a series kind of thing. Um, I'll probably talk to you about like being on it and stuff, but um, we're still working on it. We we can't like give any details about it, but it's gonna be like stuff that really um, changed our lives, like different topics. So okay, um, I'm working on that. Um, I want to do a lot more stuff with skating and um, go from there. And for gaming, like it's it's hard because I feel like I haven't been really into it in a while just because as much as like the quarantine forces inside like it's kind of like like sometimes it was just like too sad like i'm like i don't want to play anything i just don't want to do anything um yeah. but now that the street fighter 5 like all those updates are coming out i'm like i kind of want to play again which i haven't said that in a really long time so i i hope and i want to start competing again like that's what i want to do for the future mm -hmm. um so I'm going to start playing again. I, I've been hit up by a couple people. They're like, are you on the new update? And I'm like, no, not yet. <laughs> but now I'm going to, I'm going to force myself to do it. Um, you, you think, uh, you know, in, in, in a scenario where like, you know, we get whatever we call normal back, right? Uh, you think uh, your newfound passion of skating will kind of get in the way of your other activity? You think you can find a way to balance that, maybe your work life, personal life? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I already plan on bringing all my skates, like, or, or bringing my skates to all events that I go to and okay. traveling because of skating and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like there's a lot of people that have also gotten into it, like, through just Instagram and Twitter, people reaching out like, oh, my God, I started skating too, and like, all this stuff. So I'm sure there's a, like, there's a FGC skating crew already like coming together that are going to skate together. together yeah. When, yeah. So I think that's like super cool and I would never give up the FGC for anything. So I, I love, I love the community. I love where it's taken me and like all the people that I've met. Uh, it's, it's something that I keep close to my heart and will always be a part of. That's awesome. That's awesome. I don't want to hold you up too much longer. I know you got things to do. You're a busy skater. So I definitely <laughs> want to thank you for just joining me today. And yeah. I had a good time, you know, learning a little bit about you. I hope to have you back in a different episode yes, in the future at some point. So anytime. You thank you so much for having definitely. me. This was fun. Um, <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, before you go, um, anyone that listens to this, uh, how can they reach you on social media? They wanted to say hi or appreciate your discussion or, you know, just <laughs> share a thought. Like, how, how do they reach you? Um, I'm oh hi Francie, O H A I F R A N C Y on almost everything. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh hi. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm. That's my like uh, tag on everything. So on Instagram, on Twitter, um, 
I'm always very active on everything. So just hit me up and even ask me quite like I get hit up for like skating questions. I even even at work, I get hit up for like skating and video game questions all the time. So I'm mm -hmm. happy to help and I, I'm all about that. I, I just want to get more people into whatever because it brings me joy and I want to bring that to everyone else too. That's awesome. Awesome. Any shout outs you want to give before you go? Um, I don't know. I guess the Beefu Techie crew. I love you guys. Um, and I don't know who else. I don't know. This put me on the spot. <laughs> like I'm everyone, sorry, I'm Street sorry. Fighter Four people, all my Street Fighter Four people. You know, you're all out there. It's not many of us, but um, <laughs> who still keep the community going. I haven't played in a while, but. Damn, you, you like bring you on my fight stick. I'm probably gonna play tonight too. <laughs> okay, if you are, I might have to join you. Play some Fei Long. Yes, so yes. All right. But yeah. <laughs> okay, man. Thank you so much, Ms. Troche, for coming on today. I appreciate Yay. you. Um, Thank you. And for everyone listening, once again, you can just check out this recorded conversation and any other ones on our different podcast channels. We have them open on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, and Google Podcasts. So please check it out. That being said, this is Bottomless Prime for KPB. I wish you guys a good day. Take care. And I'll see you guys soon. This has been a KPB MediaWorks production.